Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the dinner table. I'm so glad to have you all here. And I'm also so glad to have my longtime friend, Tim Tate, with me to hear today. And Tim wants to get us started with the introduction today. So Tim, get us going. Okay, so this this introduction, this is how I start counseling sessions with clients. Okay. So this is their homework at, at the end of a first session. And then after that, this is how we begin and end every session Okay. with a breathing space. Let's and it's it. an introduction to mindfulness. So the way we're going to do this mm -hmm. is we want to have both feet flat on the ground so that we're grounded. Okay. We want to be sitting up tall so that we're connected. All right. We want to have our hands on our lap, one on each knee so that we're balanced. And then we're going to take three deep breaths, but we're going to breathe in a particular way. We're going to breathe in through our nose for four seconds, and we're going to hold that breath for four seconds. And then we're going to breathe out through our mouth for up to eight seconds. So kind of a four plus four equals eight. Okay. But I'll talk us through it. So just listen to the sound of my voice. Okay. okay? Any questions? Yeah. No, okay. I'm good. All right. Here we go. Okay. So we're grounded, connected, balanced. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Taking about four seconds to do so. Hold that breath for four seconds. Then breathe out through your mouth for up to eight seconds. As best you can. Breathe in through your nose for four seconds. Hold for four seconds. Breathe out through your mouth for up to eight seconds. Nice and easy. Breathe in through your nose. Hold for four seconds. Relax your shoulders and breathe out through your mouth for up to eight seconds. and open your eyes. So how was that? Very good. It's always good to be reminded to breathe and to get in my space and my body space again. Yeah. Exactly. And another reason, or I was going to explain uh, the reason why we breathe out twice as long as we breathe in. Mm -hmm. What we were talking about earlier, you know, we were talking about fight or flight. Yeah. And if, if you're being chased by a wild animal mm -hmm. or you're in a burning building, of course, your fight or flight would kick in. Your sympathetic nervous system would be activated. But when that happens, mm -hmm. um, all of the energy leaves the parts of our body that don't really need it at that time so that you can either fight or flight your mm -hmm. way out of that situation. So your energy goes to like your hands and, and your feet, your mm -hmm. extremities. Mm -hmm. That's why people can get like sweaty palms or their their feet start to tap they feel like they need to get up and move around yes. right so that's uh -huh. where your energy is to get you out of that situation but a lot of times well most of the time we're not being chased by a wild animal we're not in a burning building we're just thinking of a situation maybe something at work uh -huh. or something at home that turns on our sympathetic nervous system and we're in fight or flight yes and the energy leaves you know, our digestion. So our digestion shuts down because we don't need energy. We uh -huh. don't need to be digesting food. We just need to get out of that situation. So a lot of times when that happens, our stomach can start to feel like something's wrong. Like yeah. the, we feel like stomach ache or yeah. know, it's hard to swallow because all of that's part of your digestive tract. Uh huh. That doesn't That's exactly mean, what yeah. happens whenever I'm feeling like nervous about something. I feel a pain inside my stomach and in my throat. And yeah. So a lot of times people think, okay, not only am I anxious, uh -huh. right? But now I've got a stomach situation on uh -huh. top of it. Like there's something even more wrong with me. But actually that means that there's something right with you. 
uh-huh. because that's what happens when your body is in self-defense mode. It's mm-hmm. out to protect you. So all of that is is supposed to happen. Communication so tool, our body. It's yeah. listen to your body. But you mm-hmm. can also tell your body there is no threat mm-hmm. because when you breathe out mm-hmm. twice as long as you breathe in, that tells your body everything is okay because you wouldn't be able to do that if you were being chased by a wild animal or in a burning building. Okay. So you're suggesting like when you're feeling maybe something that's making you feel nervous or worrisome that this is a good way to remind yourself, you know, I mean, do it. It sounds like you're doing it at other times too with your, your clients, but potentially it's, it's definitely something to do when you find yourself activated, but it's something that we don't want to wait and do. We practice so that when we need it, we just kind of like switch into it. Right. Right. So yeah. when you yeah. practice it, you can just get right into it. So it just makes it easier to do that. So that's one of the things I should have been better at or will be better at um, as I go up to do some kind of a speech or go to talk to somebody, you know, when you're feeling that you, you when you make a phone call, an important phone call, you know, uh-huh. like right before you dial the number, yeah. do something like that. So when I'm if I'm preparing for a public speaking thing. Um, and I'm practicing and I can feel myself start to get worked up uh-huh. because I'm starting to think of, you know, all these Everything. people yeah. right? <laughs> and what they think about me. Yeah. Um, and I have no idea what that is, but I can, I can, <laughs> you make can create up some all stuff. kinds of yeah. stories. Yeah. So <laughs> what I like to do is when I feel myself getting anxious and I know where it, it is, it's usually about right here, right uh-huh. here on my chest. Uh-huh. I usually like tap that on my chest right there and say, you know what? Thank you. Uh-huh. For, 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 for being me. there, but yeah. I don't need you right now. Okay. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like, I've been really focused a lot on body communication lately. And it's been a thing that I have all my life learned about, but, um, it's been brought to my attention more regularly with the course of miracle stuff I do. And then also a friend of mine asking me the other day, specifically, how does your body feel about this thing? Mm-hmm. And like reminding me, oh yes, that's what I need to be aware of what mm-hmm. my body's telling me. And so it's got me communicating with more people about like, what is your body actually saying to you right now in this moment? Right. Right. But we have to be willing to be aware enough. We have to take time. You know, I do Qigong every morning That's fantastic. because it teaches you to be aware of your body mm-hmm. from bottom to top, mm-hmm. the breath work, mm-hmm. all of that. And it's actually teaching you a move energy through your body. B spend 10 minutes in your morning before you even move on with your day, paying attention to your body. Sure. I also have an interesting question. Uh, when I take a deep breath, I have a hard time taking a deep breath in. Like I've found that I actually don't know how to take a deep breath in. And sometimes in Qigong, they'll tell you like, breathe into your belly. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to breathe into my belly. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody asks me to breathe for four seconds, like breathe in for four seconds, I can't, I almost can't do it. Do you, you have any ideas about that? Well, it's, it could be, um, trauma. Uh, it's just, it's just hard to get that deep breath. Cause you're always like, your breath is up here. Yeah. It's shallow it's breathing shallow. because, yeah. because how we feel our emotions affect how we breathe. Uh huh. So if you change your breathing, if you regulate your breathing, that can in turn regulate your emotions. So yeah. if you just keep focused on your breathing Practice and practicing mm-hmm. and slowing it down and taking a little bit deeper over time, that can change. Well, I'll tell you that that's a new discovery. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I've discovered a lot of things mm-hmm. at age 44, but yeah. that's a new discovery. It's like, I don't know how to breathe. How did that happen? Oh, it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and for a lot of people, it's cutting edge uh, <laughs> the things to do. And they've been doing this on the other side of the planet for thousands of years. So 
Yeah. Well, learning a lot of things about my body and then you were talking about our, um, our guts being affected by this and a lot of the changes that have occurred to me, um, in the recent months have been about, you know, flipping my gut health because my mental health wasn't doing well. And so it's really good to have that introduction to get started into this podcast. I think we're going to have a lot of good stuff to talk about, but I want to talk about something you and I've spent a lot of time talking about in the recent days, um, is about the autoimmune protocol diet, but specifically Mm -hmm. I just traveled to college station this past weekend. I mentioned last week that my son graduated from college. Fantastic. He got a master's in finance well and done. amazing kid. I'm so proud of well him. Well done, mom. Yeah. Oh, I, it's strange because it's like people, it's almost like people have to convince me to like be like, take some credit for it. Cause I don't feel any, he's so capable on his own and he's so focused, but at the same time, I birthed that kid yeah. premature when he, when I was 20 years old and he, that's the, the kid that came out of it all, you know, and he's, he's a very, very good. And so he came from smart. somewhere and love, this is where he came love. from. So, I yeah. will tell you, I remember all the way back to the moment that that kid, that I could talk to that kid and that he could talk back to me that I would tell him, I don't care what you do. And this was his whole life. I don't care what you do. Just be kind just be kind. That was like the number one most important thing. Yep. And that kid is kind. Wonderful. But in addition to that, he figured, I don't know. So, so I do want to take credit, but I also don't want to, I don't know how to take credit for it. I don't know yeah. how to, you know, but, uh, so traveling to college station, I've had a lot of questions for people asking me about how do you travel when you're, um, dealing with the autoimmune protocol diet yeah. and when you're having this super strict diet and it's, it's a bit challenging. I went through Louisiana at the beginning of this and I didn't stick with the diet completely. I am in the in reintroduction phase of it now. So I'm adding things back in. So I, I was less like super duper concerned about, well, if they put black pepper on something, you know, I just tried not to panic about it and I didn't have any stomach issues. I don't recall having any major headaches or anything like that. I don't, I don't, I don't recall any symptoms that would make me think I ran into anything particularly of a problem, but I also did stick very closely with the diet. We went through on the way up to college station, kind of took like a little bit of a detour and went to this place called, um, barbecue, which Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, I know there's like a central part of Texas. Do Mm -hmm. you eat barbecue? I do on occasion. Yeah. I'm on occasion as well. I don't eat meat at out at restaurants most of the time, unless they're very specific restaurants. But this particular time I was like, okay, I'm going for it. And Vin checks and this barbecue was amazing. Like, did you ever eat Joe Cotton's barbecue? Uh, of course. Oh, this was like Joe Cotton style. That reminded me of that. It was this amazingly delicious brisket. And then, um, I also got the pork ribs, which was the thing at Joe Cotton's, the majorly delicious pork ribs. So those were excellent. But I go into this place and it's a lunch hour on a Friday and it's full of people eating fried catfish and giant plates of, you know, uh, all the macaroni and cheese and potato salad and just lots of meat and stuff like that. The one complaint I would say is that they didn't have just a salad, like a green salad, yeah. right? So then that made me think, okay, well, when I travel, I have to get prepared for that. So I bring myself an ice chest. So I had made myself some tzatziki sauce that's all that you can meet the diet autoimmune protocol because you use coconut yogurt. And I've, I've been talking about that every week, but that's the recipe I would definitely want you to have. What on is hand. that sauce? Go it's on. It's cucumber, dill, 
um, coconut yogurt, olive oil, lemon juice, and you basically just blend it up in your cho food chopper. Okay. And then I eat it with the Siete brand chips. The Siete okay. brand chips are made with cassava. Right. And so they're, uh, they're you can eat that. So it's a snack, right? Okay. And so I have this snack um, that I'm, I just pulled out with my barbecue. So I didn't have a salad, but I had this fresh, you know, so that's one of the things I did. And then I, in addition to that, I went ahead and took my, my thing of coconut yogurt with me and my Tupperware of all the berries that I like to eat. So I had that fresh. I also had gone ahead and made my um, smoothies that I make, blended those all up and kept those. So I had a small ice chest and then I had a bag of dried snacks and I eat like mangoes and there's some, I use Thrive. Have you ever heard of Thrive before? No. It's an online ordering system. Okay. And you, they, they are very particular about making it to where you can go through the list and you can pick out. So like if you have a special diet, if you're gluten-free, you put mm -hmm. gluten-free and all the products that they have. So AIP is one of the things you can choose. Okay. So they'll give you all of the list of whatever. Right. And if you only eat grass-fed, I mean, they only sell grass-fed meat or wild-caught fish or whatever, but they do, some of the companies actually have um, dried meats that I can eat. And so I have, you know, like some meat sticks with me and I've got some chips that I can eat. I learned the other day that Siete brand makes a sweet chip, um, like the sugary sweet, you know, mm -hmm. you would think that you couldn't eat that, but it actually has coconut sugar on it. And so it's a treat that you can have. So I had my bag of like road snacks, dried road can snacks. Can you eat like beef jerky? Is that? I can eat beef jerky as long as you have to double check all the ingredients because oftentimes yeah. it has black pepper Extra. and then it'll have like nitrates and nitrites. They're yeah. not doing that stuff right. Yeah. And none of that stuff I can have. So so how do you do you do, do you have the simple, it can only have like four or five ingredients and you have to be able to pronounce all of them. How do you do that? How do you decide? Well, first of all, I studied the AIP like okay. program very yeah. Very closely. But then in addition to that, I mean, pretty much that's the, you know, uh, and if I don't know what it is, then I definitely can't eat it right now. Right. I, I'm, I'm loving this diet. Like it is making me a better person just all across the board, everything right. about it. Just my mind is clearer. My health is better. I feel empowered to talk to people about it. People are coming to me and asking me questions about it. I go out to travel and I go eat with a group of people and I'm not compelled to have a, a glass of alcohol. No. You know, it's man, it's helping me with my budget. You know, it's just like I bet. it's it's hugely interesting to go through that whole process and then go to you know a Cajun restaurant where this is like a full scale, uh, typical American, you know, whatever, and I can only eat a pretty basic salad and a sweet potato and. That those so I have to stay out of those types of restaurants. But if I go over to a place where you know, like they've got some barbecue, okay, I'm gonna eat that. Um, and then I'm just gonna have my own little stuff here on the side. And then there's a restaurant in College Station that we always go to. It's actually in Bryan. It's Ronin, and it's a farm to table restaurant. Go to it almost every single time we're up there. And um, they, I had from them this last time, a salmon dish that was really good. And if you go to restaurants like this, and this is part of the reason why there's that, this side of it eating out is not going to be on your budget for, um, autoimmune protocol. Like I can give you a really tight budget for mm -hmm. eating at home, but going out to eat dinner, really the only restaurants that are going to serve you are the restaurants that are extremely expensive restaurants. And oh, yeah. the reason is because the chefs will actually help you out. You know, you can talk to the chefs and you can explain. And plus they're also usually, usually using meat. That is the kind of meat that you, you know, would be willing to eat. And so I got a really good piece of salmon and the, I haven't ordered salmon in ages oh, from a restaurant. Favorite. 
That's one thing I don't. The salmon skin no, was can't do that. so good. You don't eat that? No. It was so good. It yeah. was like crispy and buttery and it wasn't buttery, but it tasted kind of like that. Like it was really good. I'll take your word for it. You're, <laughs> you're like, not, not today. So, not so today. we talked earlier about eat this, not that. In the case of alcohol, what's the drink this, not that? Um, I use Topo Chico. Topo Chico is my, my everything everywhere yep. I go and almost yep. any place in Texas. I learned in Louisiana, they didn't know what Topo Chico was. Um, they, but they, I could get bubble sodas and you know, things like that. But, um, I'm sure they know since Coca-Cola bought it, they know what it is. I guess now, but yeah. I mean, that was in February and they, they didn't know Still, what I was talking about. Wow. They didn't know what I was talking about. And then, um, the other thing is, is that if I go to certain bars, like if I go to the post and my friend, Michael Green is there, he's one of the bartenders, um, he will make me a drink that fits my dietary stuff. And, you know, he uses honey and he uses basil wow. and he makes bubbly water and um, ginger juice or whatever. So he'll make me a special drink. So it's one of those kind of things. Like if you know your chefs and if you know your bartenders yep. in town, you can get anything you want. And if you're yep. not afraid to ask for what you want, which is part of the reason why I want to do I'm, like I'm doing that class on Tuesday, May the 30th. Mm -hmm. Because I want, these are the kinds of things I want to teach people, right? I want to show people you can have what you want yeah. and you can manage it in a budget, but you're not going to be able to go out and like have those kinds of drinks all the time. Yeah. And nor would you really want to, I mean, that's like, um, not just having so much consumption of stuff all the time. What well, sounds like if, if you want to be a better version of you, you need to eat better versions of, of something or drink better versions of something. Yeah. Just make better choices. Better choices. Yeah. It all comes down to choice. So tonight we got to have together, we made the nomado sauce, which I've talked about here on the podcast before, but um, I was really curious to see what you thought about it. And so uh, good. You liked it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think in, in like, comparable to a, a, a meat bolognese kind of uh, spaghetti sauce of other kinds. Well, it, it tasted just like anything else that I've ever had. That's uh, tomato. I mean, it did totally tomato. If you would not, if you would have told me there was no tomato or you not, told me, I would have known. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that I was always a little bit turned off on with like marinara sauces is they always seem to be a little bit sweet. Right. Uh -huh. And I actually think that one is sweet. It was because, sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was sweet. It was also super red tonight, yeah. like redder than I've ever seen it yeah. before. I used the beets from my garden and my carrots from my own garden. Yeah. So that was really cool to have that full. And then, of course, the wild pork we used as well from it. It was almost as red as your hair. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. So it had um, an onion from my garden, olive oil, garlic, carrots, red, a little bit of red wine that we used, the red wine from the farm. And then... Um, Beef broth. I actually used some uh, beef uh, stock, the the actual like good stuff. Um, I used that. I had I had some of that from Natural Grocers, and then um, ground pork, like I mentioned, and then the beets. Now it called for canned beets, but I actually had cooked my own beets, and then it also called for a butternut squash puree. And when you went over to the store, you couldn't. They didn't have it at HEB. No. No, actually, yeah, I, yeah, I had already, yeah, I got it. Uh, that the one fresh from, one, the right. fresh one came from natural grocers. And I think that in the past, that's what Joe was always doing was he was making it he was making a fresh one in the instant pot. I just didn't realize that. Okay. And then we were trying to kind of in a hurry and I could just tell that, you know, and so 
but you went and looked and you couldn't find that. I bet they have a can of puree at the natural grocers oh, okay. too. I bet they do. Yeah. But um, I I thought it was interesting that then I we so instead of having anything canned in it this time, everything yeah. in it was fresh. And I used the instant pot to make it, and it took eleven minutes, eight minutes plus. I added three more minutes on to it, and um, it was super simple. Just put your butternut squash in there. We actually, you helped me split it in half because I wasn't going to be able to get that thing in half. I almost diced myself. I'm on so that glad first. you didn't. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad because you, because getting over here took you, like you had to go oh, a whole loop around. Yeah. yeah. The, as I was pulling uh, up to the bridge or going through uh, downtown, uptown, I could see cars stopped leading up to the bridge. And I thought, no way, yeah. what's going on? And then I looked at the, um, at the map and it said it was going to take like an hour to yeah get when here. you told me that i was like an hour that doesn't where is he <laughs> like, oh, but then when is, you yeah. had that that makes sense yeah. so 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 there was a little bit of like the start was kind of rough the, it was, to get here <laughs> it was a beautiful evening the weather was perfect everything is nice and green it was very scenic it was very uh, i don't think i even listened to anything it was just nice and quiet the you whole just way. needed a yeah. nice long yeah. a nice long drive perfect and then I also, on the side of that, of course, I always chop up like some watermelon or some other kind of fruit. I put that on the side and then I made us a cucumber, onion, basil, vinegar salad. I actually did go ahead and put tomatoes in yours, tomatoes out of my mm -hmm. garden because I now have tomatoes coming out of my garden. So it was really nice to um, share that meal with you. Was, I That's my favorite part of the week. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Yeah. And then and then we got to just hang out in the kitchen and like catch up on everything and, and all of our always something to catch up on. Lots. You and I can talk I know. two hours straight without <laughs> stopping even one breath. Yep. Are you like that with everybody or Not am I everybody. one of those people? There's there's a few people. Well, you know, when you when you talk to people all day, you're limited in the people you talk to after. So uh yeah, you're one of the you're one of the few that I can just go on and on. I find that I've heard recently as I begin meeting a lot more new people that people are very like, I can't believe we've been talking for two hours straight. And I'm like, oh, I, we could talk all day. I'm mm -hmm. one of those kind of people that could talk all day. Today, while I was out working outside, I actually had a new friend that had come to help me out with um, doing stuff around the farm. And we needed to do a bunch of weeding and mowing and stuff like that because of course all the rain that we've gotten and then also just because that's been a chore that hasn't been getting done recently because of some of the changes and so i was out there with the push mower um cleaning the edges and he was using a walk behind weed eater to really get tight on the edges and get things cleaned up and then my dad will come around with a big ztr big giant lawnmower and mow the stuff um, so that it gets all nice and cleaned up but the grass is kind of wet and the grass was kind of tall. So the lawnmower would get kind of jammed up mm -hmm. and I would have to deal with it. Right. And so I'd have to let it. And a thought rushed through my mind of the blade mm -hmm. on my leg mm -hmm. because I had that accident with a lawnmower, riding lawnmower when I was 13 mm -hmm. and a lawnmower tried to cut my foot and a huge portion of my leg off, but my leg and my foot were both saved, but I have that trauma uh -huh. in my life. Uh -huh. And I, in that moment today, I had this rush of memory, but then I had this rush of peace. Uh -huh. And then I had this rush of strength and resiliency that mm -hmm. all came over my body. Speaking mm -hmm. of body communicating, I felt it all. And it, it just made me think about like how, 
How do you go from that? And then basically thinking to yourself, I'm never going to do anything outside. I probably won't be able to have the kind of career where I might, where I would stand on my feet, where Mm -hmm. I would have to work hard because Mm -hmm. of this accident that's happened to me to being where I am right now, where this isn't the first time I've had to deal with a lot of lawnmowers and machines, but the learning garden, I had to run the lawnmowers. I had to run the weed eaters. I had to deal with like issues with blades on lawnmowers and, you know, all kinds of things like that. I I clearly work very hard. I mean, I worked for six hours straight today, you know, out and, and it doesn't bother me to work like that. So I clearly work hard. So the ability to do the work Mm -hmm. with the accident, that's not a thing. So it just got me really thinking about this idea of trauma, processing things, um, processing the fears that we face, how some people just shut down and mm-hmm. then how some people push through and move through. And um, you and I have spent a lot of time talking about anxiety. Well, it sounds, uh, I mean, how I process things, mindfulness, uh, uh, just paying attention, of course, to uh, how I'm feeling and uh, what I'm thinking and then what I'm doing or maybe what I have maybe what I did uh, that that is affecting that. And then of course, what, how can I think and, and do something different to change the way that I feel. But it sounds like what you're talking about, uh, what you're experiencing uh, is post-traumatic growth. Uh, yeah. PTG. Uh-huh. Well, right? good. <laughs> yeah. Well, because uh, it's, it's really good because a lot of people who have been given that diagnosis, or I guess, you know, anytime someone's given a diagnosis that ends with disorder, mm-hmm. you think that that's just going to follow you around the rest of your life, but mm-hmm. not necessarily. Post-traumatic growth is when you learn to integrate mm-hmm. that something that maybe you discovered about yourself that you didn't know that you had in you that got you through that situation that you can actually use to apply to get through other situations in yeah. life yeah. successfully. Yeah. So that's growth. Well, and right now, everyone knows I'm dealing with a big moment of grief, a mm-hmm. big life-changing moment and having to process a mm-hmm. lot of anxiety. And and so this is coming to me in a big way. And finding and, and having moments like that, I, I have this I have this sense, and I've been saying it recently to more people more confidently, I feel 100% called by God to assist in witnessing healing. Mm-hmm. Like you can heal yourself, 100%. that kind of witness. And that I've been through all of these experiences that the best I can say, they were either all connected directly with that incident and or also connected with just some of the anxiety like from my parents, from my mother, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. you know my birth, from you know some of those experiences. So I got to this point in life right now where I actually feel like a different person. Like if someone asks me now, do you have anxiety? I don't have the same feeling as I did five months ago. No, I actually don't feel anxious. I have a different, normally in the past, I would have been panicking and feeling manic Mm -hmm. and trying to cook dinner and making a mess and just, you know, whatever. And instead, what I did was I said, when you get here, it's going to be great. Take this other route. And then I started cooking the meal, knowing that I needed to get us further along in the meal. And then all of a sudden you were at the gate and I was like, yay. Yeah. And it just, everything about it felt differently. You've experienced transformation. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what we're here on earth to do at some point is go through transformation. And it's usually not easy. And it's usually started <laughs> with something that we probably wouldn't have wanted, wanted. to go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there are those that believe that we said yes to this. So yeah. if we said yes to this, we can do this. 
So something is better on the other side and it's a, it's a different version of us. It's, I told somebody today when we were, we were at harvesting the, the figs from the fig tree and he was telling me a story about this cactus that he has that blooms at night and how it just has this beautiful fragrance. And I said to him, um, you know, when something like that happens and it was kind of the same thing when like the lawnmower, when I was underneath the lawnmower and I was like digging around underneath there. And when, when something like that happens to me, my sense is I want to share what I'm experiencing. And what's interesting about that is in the past, I would have thought that that was kind of a narcissistic egoic, like I need to tell the world what I'm doing. No, what I saw, what I heard myself say today is I want to give you what mm -hmm. I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. That's a giver. Yeah. And that's wow. Well, so we potentially call that vicarious PTG vicarious post-traumatic growth. So there's like vicarious trauma where you could be hearing a story, something that, that someone experienced and it, it's just so unbearable or, or unimaginable. It physically hurts. It, it when, yes. It, you feel trauma yes. from that, right? Yes. So that's vicarious trauma. Uh -huh. On the other side, again, the vicarious uh, growth, when someone experiences that transformation, uh -huh. um, they treat themselves better. They get to the other side of that. That can affect the other person, other people in a good way, in a healing way. That perfectly leads to the next thing that I was curious about with you. And that is that this, um, I, I fully believe that I have this empathic nature, this highly sensitive. So the idea of creating the boundaries, that's one of the things that I've been, a lot of people have been presenting to me as something to like think about more of is, is, is putting up your boundaries, putting your bubbles around you, putting, mm -hmm. and it's because mm -hmm. both of those things you listed, I vicariously feel both of them. Right if on. someone's telling me a horrible story, I can, and my gut, my gut starts to mm -hmm. hurt and I physically tense up and whatever. But on the alternative, if someone's telling me a, a like, joyful story, I'm just like, oh, I'm like my heart, it wants to explode yep. to feel mm -hmm. that. And so yep. now I'm fully aware of that feeling. But then also I think that I didn't understand it necessarily before. And so I didn't, I haven't learned how to protect myself mm -hmm. and put boundaries mm -hmm. up. Do, do you deal with that kind of stuff? Well, basically, well, I do personally uh -huh. because I'm an HSP, a highly sensitive person, uh -huh. okay. which just means we're sensitive to sounds and temperatures yes. and smells. Um, but that used to always feel like an anxiety. And now it's like, it's a gift. Like it's a, it feels differently to me now than it used well, to. Well, if you take care of it, um, it can be beneficial and that might just be your body saying, take care of me. And that's just good to listen to your body. But for an HSP, the, um, and we're not trying to change it. We need more sensitive people in this world. So it's, we just take care of it. So it's just self-care. But if you're empath, that means you could be sensitive to other people's energy, uh -huh. right? So what an empath wants to do is that self-care mm -hmm. practice, but to like a protection level. It's like essential. Okay. So explain that. What would be some ways that you would do that? What are some self-care techniques? Grounding. Okay. 100%. Well, I do that every grounding. day, all day. <laughs> I mean, do, yeah. Just, um, and that's the, that's the first step. Um, no pun intended. And, in, uh, and, uh, the breathing space is to feel the ground Mm -hmm. beneath your feet. Mm -hmm. Because if you feel the ground beneath your feet, you can't get carried away by someone else's stuff. Yeah. If okay. that makes sense. So yeah. if someone's uh -huh. coming at you with something uh -huh. and you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be this kind of thing, you uh -huh. know, back and forth, 
you just ground yourself and that pulls the energy down. So that will bring down the other person's uh -huh. energy as well, uh -huh. if that makes sense. In some of the religious worlds, they talk about um, the washing your hands, but not like literally washing your hands, but like rubbing your hands together. Uh -huh. And I think it's so funny because a lot of times people have also been talking about like just press pressure into your palm of your hand, mm -hmm. like just push some pressure so that you can feel something in your body right. and you can reconnect with your body right. again. That's kind of like a grounding uh -huh. technique. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something that gives you a sense of outside of whatever's happening that might be affecting you. You can just get back to reality mm -hmm. and just whatever you feel and sense in your body. So mm -hmm. yeah, however you do that, do that. A lot of people will tell me things like put a bubble around you. Like imagine, I yeah. don't know why that Protection. for some reason I, I don't, I've never clicked into that grounding. Yes. That makes perfect sense to me, but I don't know that I've ever been able to click into putting a bubble around. Because me. I just think if you're more, if you're more focused on that, more aware of that, you're not going to let anything in. Yeah. It's just, you're, it's just, it's self-protection and you're just more aware. It just gives you something to be more aware of like uh, something tangible, even though that's not really tangible, but it just, it, it feels like you get, if you feel like you have something to do, it's probably going to work. So it's just giving yourself something to do. It's giving myself something to do yeah, is the way I am in life. That sounds protective to you. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the thing that I find myself doing is saying, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then hearing the voice of God that says, you don't do anything. Get up and go wash the dishes. Right. Get up and go do the laundry. Right. Get you're up and okay. just go. You're fine. Just you're go okay. do what you need to you're do okay. right now. And then, and then magically, it's not magic, but magically, like the solution to the problem just pops into my brain. Like, <laughs> because if we're in states of fight or flight, mm -hmm. we're in like survival mode. Right. They say clever thinking goes out the window. So that's not the time to like make big decisions when you're in, in anger or anxiety, right? They say yeah. don't make big decisions. You want to calm yourself down because then you're thinking clearer yeah. about things. Um, I also want to mention um, experts in my field, um, counseling, psychology, have been saying that we should have been calming people down during the pandemic. Right. Because not only does <laughs> yeah. your digestion system stop working, but so does your immune system. Right. And your ability to heal. Yeah. So instead of like you know, freaking people out. They should right. have been calming people down because that could have contributed to a lot of people getting sick. Right, right, right. You and I did um, a webcast and I, I only did about six episodes of it, um, but I was so adamant. It, I called it Voices for Wellness. Yeah, we were trying to help. <laughs> I was so adamant we that knew no one help. Yeah. was talking I about know. what actually needed to be help. talked about. Yeah. And, and I got, it was such a strange time because I got so like, what I'll give myself grace for and credit for yeah. is that when it was all said and done, I never changed my truth about it all. And mm -hmm. I never changed that. I stood by wellness as mm -hmm. ne like, I might've had two weeks of like, we didn't know what this was like right, right at the beginning yeah. of it. But then immediately I was back to, no, 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 no. We're not focusing on the yeah. right things. Yeah. And so that's why we had the conversation that we had. And yeah. I started doing the voices for wellness stuff. Yeah because it didn't make sense to me. And it was like, no, all the people that speak about wellness, y'all all need to shut up right now yeah. and stop talking. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, when did we become the bad guys? Right. Like this just doesn't make any sense. Healthcare is self-care. Yeah. Depending on someone else to take care of you. It's just, it's never, never going to happen. Never. It's not sustainable. Nobody has your best interest 
as much as you do. Nobody knows you right. as well as you do. Right. That's one of my things that I talk about all the time as it relates to my healthcare and wellness or anything like if I can't go into a doctor's office and they don't listen to everything I have to say about my body, the person that's been with this body for 44 years, no one knows it as good as I do. And they never listen. That's, that's not a, everything that I ever run into is that a doctor doesn't listen to my bot to me, talk to them about my body. I might get with a really special doctor. I might get like 15 minutes to share some stories. But yeah. I've got an entire lifetime of like challenges yeah. with my health and knowing my body and knowing what I do. My first um, appointment with LaDonna was basically just an hour of me telling her everything wow. going on with my body yeah. so that at the end of the day, she can say, okay, well, here's some ideas. Right. Now take, take what you want to take from that. And I think that there was something so empowering about that, that at first I was like, I don't know about this autoimmune protocol diet. And then afterwards, because she hadn't forced it on me, she just said, okay, she'd give me some advice. She'd, she'd let me talk it all out. And then she said, here's like a prescription, give it a try. And it's not a prescription, but it is, you yeah. know? And I said, you know what? Okay. I'm going to give that a try. And it was one of a lot of self-care things that I did back then, right. but I was looking for yeah. it. I was, yeah. I was at the end of my rope. But something put you on that path to be looking. And sometimes that's what yeah. it takes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, myself included, you know, we don't pay uh, attention to these parts, you know, these aspects of our health until something goes wrong and your attention has gotten and you're forced to do something about it. But, um, but maybe that's just the way it's supposed to happen. I can't imagine at this point with all of the different things that I've been through in life and all of the experiences that I've had and how I have, you know, really adamantly set out to like figure it out. Um, you know, I'm not going to just take someone else's advice. Now I don't, that doesn't mean that I don't want an objective opinion about things. And I think that that's my biggest, biggest concern with the medical industry right now is that, um, I, I need to be able to go to people yep. and get an objective opinion. But that doesn't mean that I'm. it's like I'm going to a priest and if I don't follow your rules, then I'm going to go to hell. And, and basically that's what I feel like often happens. If we can't communicate, then we're doing it by ourselves. And I've been doing um, wellness and my own health by myself for 20 years. I mean, because there was no one else. Now we're getting more options available to us, you know, um, having more doctors, cash pay doctors that are willing to like sit and listen and like more of that's happening in Corpus yeah. Christi than ever before. It's been a long time, but I'll tell you that like including, so when I went down that path, um, at the end of 22, um, I got a, uh, counselor, you yeah. know, at the same time yeah. I, I went to yoga, yeah. I went to recovery. Right. I started my cheek. No, I had already been doing Qigong, but I like just dug into that a little bit more and just everything had to flip for me. So, but you, you addressed all of the parts. Um, and that's again, you know, what they've been doing on the other side of the planet, um, Chinese and Ayurvedic, um, uh, practices they mm -hmm. address like the the whole person as a system of parts mm -hmm. so you just don't you just don't have one person to address all of those parts you have different people to address the different areas that's why integrative um health is what's trending right now yeah is is how uh, identifying all the people that address all of those parts um so that we can refer people because i can't you know if, if someone is having a weight issue. I mean, I have a basic idea, but I'm absolutely going to send that person to a nutritionist or a personal trainer 
or, you know, yoga classes or, or you know, someone else that can do that because that's not what I do. So yeah. there's all there's there's so many things that we can do to become a whole healthy person. Integrative medicine is a really important subject that I've been paying attention to. I listen to um, Dr. Hyman's podcast fairly regularly, especially when it's topics that I'm specifically interested awesome. in. He was talking about the brain the other day because he had some really big issues sure. with brain stuff. Yeah. Well, that was really interesting. Okay. Speaking of that, I want you to tell us, you have a book called Lift. Yeah. I want you to tell us about that. Mm -hmm. And I want you to tell everyone where they can find you as well. So I have a book uh, that I've been working on for a long time. It, it took longer than going back to college, uh, midlife and, and finishing graduate school. It took longer than that, but it happened. It happened. <laughs> and, and it was, it's, it's wonderful that it happened. The main reason I wrote the book and, and I knew I wanted to do this at some, it started off as like a little, uh, brochure, but there was just more, there was just so much information. It just had to be a book. I know when people, are coming to see me for a first time and they're not feeling good. Um, they're not paying attention. And I've had people admit to that, mm -hmm. that there's so much information that I wanted to have. I wanted them to have everything in a book. Uh -huh. So they had it to refer to. So everything that I talk about in therapy is in yeah. that book. So yeah. they can, they can refer to that. That's that it was always for clients. And then it turned into for people who were maybe thinking about therapy, because I had so many people come to me and said that they had my number for weeks, months mm -hmm. before they called. Mm. So then I thought this book is also to let people know that it's not so bad, Yeah, that there are things that you can do. And actually it's a lot of things that, you know, you probably enjoy doing. I right. mean, well-being is thinking well, feeling well and doing well. And a lot of that has to do with things that you enjoy. Right. So a lot of this, um, it, it's not that bad. And I just wanted everyone to know that. And I wanted to make it super simple. Yeah. Um, because I know when people aren't feeling good, it's hard to focus and read. So it's, it's, it's spaced out. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's over a hundred pages, but it's not, it's not a, a big lot. book. It's yeah. not a big book. It's an easy, it's an easy read. I have, I pull, it was actually on my coffee table today. I was moving some stuff around and I had read half of it. And for whatever reason, I, um, I don't know why, but I stopped reading it. And so I was thinking to myself, oh, I need to pick it back up again and probably start it back over again and, and read You'll it like again. The second half, cause it's all the mind, body, spirit Perfect. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah. then it'll be on my list of like, put it at the, the top now the and first, get it read. The first half is, is it's about thoughts, emotions, actions. And this is, these are the components of cognitive behavioral therapy. And I use a basic approach where I teach people a simple formula uh, to help them become emotionally intelligent, yes. which is understanding why they feel the way they do. Um, and it's usually coming from their thoughts or their actions so that they can understand that they can change that. They yeah. have choices, but when you understand that about yourself, then you also understand everyone else because we're all the same. Yes. Right? Yeah. We all have thoughts that, that mm -hmm. affect our emotions, that, that affect our actions, which affect our thoughts and affect mm -hmm. our... So we're all the same. Yeah. Which I think would be a really good place for us to start before we start to talk about all these other things that are dividing that make people. Right. right. Make us different. Uh, yeah. Let's focus on, on how mm -hmm. we're the same. Uh -huh. And a lot of that is our health. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and body awareness, body is a communication tool. Body is a tool. Yeah. If we can think about like 
what is it that that our body is telling us? It, it's telling each person that same thing that everyone has a reaction, a trigger. I, I hate that word, but emotional reaction. You're everyone has that a cause and effect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we're all doing that. Okay. So where do we get that book from? And how do I get in touch with you if I want to find you? So uh, timtatelpc.com. Okay. Uh, easy. Uh, mm -hmm. Tim Tate LPC L is in license P is in professional C is in counselor. There you go. <laughs> uh, you, it's my my website. My book is on there. My information is on there. You can send me an email through there. So I, I would say my website. Tim and I have been friends for a long time. Long time. We went to college together, even, and so oh my god, we studied Mr. together. David, mm -hmm. Mr. David, Our uh, that was algebra my teacher. Third attempt at algebra, mm -hmm. and uh, I was told to take. Mr. David's class yep, because he was too. amazing. Yep. But his first, I don't know if you remember what he first, his first words when he said, I feel like you've out, told me this before, but I don't remember. He came out into the classroom and I thought I've got, you know, this, this class is going to make or break me. I've got to pass this class. He said, uh, the first words out of his mouth were, was um, eight is a mystical number. <gasps> And I thought, you're like, yes, I'm gonna pass this I can class. do it. I can do it. <laughs> you, me, reason. and Kim and took Kim. that class together. We studied at the like IHOP or whatever best a lot. Best advice, another other best advice. Someone said, you know, when you're taking the hard classes, sit in the front. Uh huh. Yes. And make friends uh -huh. with the people who are on in the, the front, front because they are in it to win it. Yes. And you want to be friends with those yes. people. And that's what we did. And then we stuck together yep. and now here we are. Yep. And I'm looking forward to- I got to... an A in algebra. I did too. I did too. Yep. I'm looking forward to some of the other things I think we're going to be able to do together now, right like that we've you know re-associated re again and Absolutely. come back together again. I Okay. So now it's time to do the random question thing that we do every week. Okay. And so I drew a question out of the table topics and- are you ready for this? Well, what makes some table topics? They're in a table topic box oh, called okay. table, to table topics. <laughs> okay. I actually have quite a few of them because at one point they sent us some to like give away yeah. to people. And so I have a stack I was of just them. Buying time putting yeah. this question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the funniest person on TV? The funniest person on TV. Oh my gosh. That is a random question. <laughs> totally random. <laughs> on TV right now? I'm or maybe not even TV. Like, who's the most funniest person? Like, if you were going to turn on somebody funny, a funny oh, show, God. a funny... Well, um, you know, that's changed. I mean, I'm, I'm always going to go to, you know, there was that time in my life, which, of course, laughter is the best medicine. Uh-huh. Um, I always, you know, if I was in a, in a, in a mood um, or down, uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, pet Detective. Oh when yeah. Nature calls. Uh -huh. That movie every Made time just hysterical. Yeah, Love it, it just changed me. But uh since then I'm you know, and back in the day like I'm even thinking his show in Living Color, those kind of you know, it's just yeah. not it's I, I guess comedians these days. I don't even know who I'm. Don't want to mention because uh, everyone's <laughs> so controversial. But uh, everyone's yeah. so controversial. I agree with that, and I think comedians in general are controversial. So yeah. um, I love Ted Lasso, but that's like yeah. not that's not a real person. And I love Mrs. Maisel. Um, but the funniest person to me right now is Dave Chappelle. And Dave I don't Chappelle. give a crap whether anybody well, likes him yeah, or not. That's who like, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah I don't care. Controversial. If, if you're on this, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't like Dave Chappelle, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. Um, I think he is so intelligent and so funny and so well spoken. And anytime he's out there speaking, I listen. So when uh when uh, the pandemic hit, uh I discovered Shits Creek. 
Yes, and that's a of funny course, show. David. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. See, just, that's a good one. Yeah, that uh, watching that show definitely helped me get through that pandemic. So um, yeah, yeah, that was a funny show. That's good. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us again at the dinner table. Thank you, Tim, for coming and having dinner with me Thank and cooking dinner with me. me. It was wonderful. So much fun. So good. I love you guys all so much. I would appreciate it if you guys would share this podcast with your friends. Uh, if you want to check it out on YouTube, we're over there. While you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to my channel. That helps me out over there as well. And then also, if you go over to dinnertabletalks.com, right at the top of the show, it says support the podcast. Push that button and just throw a dollar a month at me because if 50 people throw a dollar a month at me, that just keeps me putting on a podcast in a little bit easier manner as I'm moving forward. I appreciate you guys all so much for joining me here every week. And